So what that Sergeant Pepper has a bunch of dead people on it? So what that Abbey Road has a car with a license plate of 28F, symbolizing the age of McCartney if he had lived in 1969? (laughs) Also, isn't the badge that Paul wears on Sergeant Pepper OPP, Ontario Province Police, rather than OPD, which theorists have mistaken for official pronounced dead? (laughs) Why read into the use of blood red behind Paul's image and... and, Paul's image on Let It Be with, uh, does it matter that John wrote he blew his mind out in a car in a day in the life or nothing to do to save his life and good morning, good morning? Who cares if the walrus was Paul? Who cares? We cares. (laughs) Because we are High Mystery the Podcast. I see what you did there. (laughs) I'm Tristan. I'm Ariana. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. And we're High Mystery. And yeah. as you heard, we have the guest of Ariana. Hello. And what up? That's hey. right. We've got our little choir bubble. This I is say it. hello. You hello, say hello. hello. <laughs> we're going to be singing a lot of Beatles tonight, right? Sure. <laughs> it only makes sense. Breaking all the copyrights. <laughs> uh, yeah, so today we're smoking up and hitting a classic conspiracy theory. Uh, so first, let's talk about how we's going to smoke up. I have this thing. It's a full flower rosette by Garden Society. Um, and it has SFG, SFVOG, and it is a sativa. And it says for a brighter day, which yeah. I plan on having. I really liked that for a brighter day. Yes, that's also what I will be smoking. <laughs> um, I do really want to say that these are awesome. I love them. They are the perfect, like, hiking friend they're big enough to share but small enough ready to go Mm -hmm. to like you know yeah you don't have to spend too much time in any one spot can check out many spots smoke (laughs) at many different spots (laughs) i feel like it's a little bit bigger than we've talked about like the bullet joints before Mm -hmm. which are literally like three three heads yeah these are perfect I'd say maybe half a joint. Yeah. 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 Where the weed is like a third the size of the filter. Yeah. (laughs) It's the ultimate uh, concert joint for sure. Mm -hmm. I've got a pineapple paradise high hand wrap as I do. (laughs) And I've still got my same salad from last week, which I'm not going to go over again. (laughs) I heard talks of like posting a list or something. I said it last time. I mean, I gave the rundown. If you listen to our episodes, you know last week (laughs) everything that I'm smoking. It's just too much to tell you every time. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're a fan of uh, listening to auctioneers. Yeah. (laughs) I will get this weed. We got Steve. We got a hybrid. We got a indica. I also still have a little bit of the homegrown. This is the last of the homegrown no! batch. So. Isn't there a second batch of homegrown? Yeah, it's okay. outdoor though. All right, well, this was the homegrown the indoor. indoor. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which was delicious. Mm-hmm. Those outdoor plants looked awfully big. So. They, they, they they grew pretty well. <laughs> it was like mingling with the lemon tree. I was like, is that the lemon tree or is that the weed tree? What's happening? <laughs> 
Uh, I have one of the uh, just flavorless um, high hemp wraps, and it is packed with uh, Dreamland Growers Cannabis. Uh, <laughs> that's not a Beatles song. I know. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> we can do other songs. No, we can't. No, not on this only episode. Beatles today. Um, it is an indica, and the strain is bling. It's got bling, bling. <laughs> money in a thing. Mm-hmm. THC of 24.707%, and a CBD of 0.0656%. And it is packaged... By Rio Verde Corporation, Los Angeles, California. RioVerdeLA.com. Rio Verde, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let us all touch our tips and light a blaze. This magical journey. Please light up with us. If you have something to smoke at home, if you got an old edible you need to dust off, whatever you need to do, join us. Ooh, I am... I'm uh, highly anticipating this uh, mystery. I do like the Beatles, and uh, uh, I know a good deal about them. Yeah, and again, this, this is this favorite. is a classic, it's classic conspiracy theory. This isn't new. You know, we all have to hit these. Every conspiracy thing or mystery thing has to hit these <laughs> at some point. You know, like sure. we'll do 9/11 as an inside job at some point. We'll get to JFK assassin. You know, you gotta do. This certain is a big ones. one. This is one of those like. Everyone already knows. Sure. We do a lot of niche stuff, you know. Which is excellent. Yeah, but yeah. This is this, this is, is a big, big one. one and it's <laughs> a good one. I've definitely heard this before. I saw the documentary. Yes, there's a documentary on Netflix, which will give you the, the whole rundown. Uh, literally, <laughs> the last concert I saw before COVID was Paul McCartney at Dodger Stadium. That's so, awesome. Well, so you think? Yeah, I saw... Uh, what, what, the artist known as yeah, Paul McCartney. I have seen what we so think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The artist known as. He is amazing. Yeah. I, I, I might have seen Billy Shear right, on stage. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did see Ringo. No, no, no denying that. Same, I saw Ringo too. <laughs> so the real Paul McCartney never wrote Maybe I'm Amazed. He never formed the band Wings. He never clashed with Yoko, becoming a vegetarian, or fathered any of his children. When Queen Elizabeth knighted him in 1997, she was actually knighting someone else. 1967? Was it 1997 that she got knighted? Yeah, it was. Seems awful late. Yeah, right? Come on. That's why it's not. At that point, he was, you know, he was a sensation for many, many years at that point. The Queen was like, I know I've been dragging my feet on the It's about time. Yeah, she knighted Elton John like three times. Yeah, Sir Paul's over there like, what is happening? What song do I have to write to get knighted over here? Well, he figured it out eventually. <laughs> did you, did, has everybody heard his latest song? I don't think so. Is it the bullying one? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's pretty interesting. No, I haven't. Anyway. It's a song. <laughs> After this There's lyrics. I'll, I'll believe that Billy Shear wrote that one. Yeah. For sure. Uh, just Killing the story. <laughs> so everyone's like, Billy, who? <laughs> you'll, you'll find out. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear. <laughs> so this is the mystery of Paul is dead. Paul McCartney. Paul. Of course. Yes. I think most people have heard that Paul died in a car wreck and was replaced by a person from a singing contest. 
Yeah. It's a lookalike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which Paul I'll, McCartney I'll definitely get it too. <laughs> He's on paragraph one, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Still the intro. <laughs> Still the intro. No big deal. Yeah, Spoiler alert. Uh, you know, I did want to mention again the documentary that's on it. Uh, it's narrated by one of the Beatles. <laughs> We're sure. gonna say that. <laughs> is it? No. It's uh, presented, right. it's presented as it is. by Australian no. George Harrison. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we're doing a, a very excellent George Harrison. It's super authentic Liverpool accent. Yes, super authentic George. All Harrison. right, let me tell you about Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's why I find the documentary so hilarious, uh, is because of the narration that is very authentic. Very authentic. (laughs) (laughs) That's not disputable. Right. (laughs) We all know that it was really him, George. The rumors of Paul's death began more than 45 years ago, but had always been dismissed as nonsense by the band and its entourage. In September 1969, American college students published a series of articles in which they claimed that clues to McCarthy's death could be found among the lyrics and artwork of the Beatles' recording. And then clue hunting rapidly proved infectious, and within a few weeks, it had become an international phenomenon. Rumors only declined after a contemporary interview with Paul McCartney was published in Life magazine in November 1969, which, of course, he's going to try to, like, keep the secret of truth. (laughs) (laughs) And later, I will say, he actually came out with another story, which uh, contradicts this one, where he's saying that it was never even a thing. So. That's pretty crazy that college students in 1969 do a little digging, and in 1969, yeah, Paul McCartney <laughs> fucking comments it. on this. Like that's insane <laughs> that he it caught wind of Paul McCartney within the year. I just like that there's another profession at Mystery University. <laughs> we have cryptozoologists, and now we have clue hunters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what would be some other majors at Mystery University? <laughs> Besides clue hunters? Uh, clue hunters, cryptozoologists, I guess ghost hunters. Probably. Illuminati exposing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Lizard there. people dissection. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just a class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a cooking class where you cook like some exotic meats. Like okay. Bigfoot mm-hmm. or Nessie. Yeah, the mind yeah. expanding uh, hallucinogenics. There Maybe uh, if you're really good at hearing, like if you have like next level hearing, you uh, you major in hummers. Okay. <laughs> Third eye openers. Yeah. <laughs> well, these clue hunters, mm-hmm. they discovered that in November 1966, McCartney had an argument with his bandmates during a Beatles recording session and drove off angrily in his car, crashed, and was decapitated. So, we can say that anything before 1967 was definitively the Paul McCartney, anything post. So, basically, Sgt. Pepper's Magical Mystery Tour, (coughs) White Album. And all of that has a lot of clues. Sure. Uh Okay. Well, do they give a date? Because I'd like to. November 1966, he said. 
Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's when this supposedly went down. Okay. He yeah. got in a car accident. So yeah. So is Sergeant Pepper's definitely that's 1967. That first one? No, that's after. That's that's after, after the whole thing. Died. Right. No, but yeah. what I'm asking is, is that the first album after his supposed death, is. or is there an album at the end of 1966? I believe Abbey no. Road was the Abbey, first album no, after. No, Abbey Road was 1969. It was their final time in the studio. <laughs> I went to the Beatles Museum in Liverpool, and I don't know this stuff. So I'm just trying to remember from the documentary, like what what they said that that album that came out right after uh, the know, album that came out right McCarthy. after was Sgt. Pepper's. Okay, okay. and so then that was Magical the first Mystery one that Tour, had the clues. and then White Album, and then Abbey Road. Needless to say, they're already a worldwide phenomenon at this. Sure. Point. Yeah. Yeah. They've done <coughs> Rubber Soul, Hell, Hard Day's Night. Job, Meet the Beatles. Huh? <laughs> Famed from those songs, yes. Yes. Uh, so to spare the public from grief, or simply to keep the band uh, and fame going, the surviving Beebles... Beebles? Beebles! Beebles! Hello, Beebles! I'm Australian George Harrison! <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> The Beatles replaced him with a winner of a Paul McCartney lookalike contest. Uh, the replacement was initiated by Britain's MI5, which I guess is like their version of CIA, uh, out of concern for the severe distress McCartney's death would cause the Beatles audience. Because mm-hmm. you know, they were already like rioting for them to come and play, let alone if one of them were to die, like the, the type of... Uh, and I feel... At around this time, people would be flipping cards. <laughs> uh, you you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the I Beatles uh, <laughs> stopped uh, performing live. They did because the the chaos from the fans was, too was so exactly. intense that they stopped playing live and then just that, putting out albums. That totally makes sense in that respect. Right. Uh, he doesn't look good enough. To really yeah. like Paul McCartney. Well, also, especially at this <laughs> yeah. time, you know, like all that uh, cosmetic <clears throat> surgery hasn't healed perfectly yet. Like that takes That's some true. time for all that, that to happen. The yeah. documentary does mention that. Uh, which is why he does appearances now and stuff. And also like with that time passage, aging happens. You can be like, oh, yeah, well, this is older. So, of course, his ears are going to hang a little lower or whatever. Uh, this Sgt. Pepper's was also the first album that... Paul McCartney had a mustache in. Mm. Right? They mentioned I, that he in the documentary because yeah, he's hiding <laughs> some scarring from the cosmetic surgery that makes okay. him look more okay. like Paul McCartney. <coughs> yeah, so this guy, this mm. winner of the lookalike contest, was an orphan conveniently from Edinburgh, and his name is William Campbell. Uh, the Beatles then trained him to impersonate McCartney. The surviving Beatles were said uh, to be wrecked by the guilt of their secret of just like you know not acknowledging the death of their friend and replacing him with this duplicate Uh, (laughs) this replicant yeah and therefore left messages and their music and album artwork to communicate the truth to their fans okay i mean so william then goes by billy which is the name you heard earlier from Billy Shears. Billy Shears. Yeah, from the song 
On Sergeant Peppers. On Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> Do we see a direct correlation between the times where it's Lennon McCartney and now it's becoming just Lennon and just McCartney on the songs? Like, well, yeah, it's uh, because in the White Album they all recorded their shit separately. Well, yeah, for sure for the White Album. Yeah, but not necessarily for Sergeant Peppers. Not well, necessarily for Abbey Road. Sure, no, but it, I mean that's. That's probably true too. Of but those. there is a trend yeah. of them splitting up more often mm-hmm. after the supposed <clears throat> the supposed incident. I mean, and they were known for having arguments and disputes over uh, what songs they would do, over sure. uh, creative choices or whatever. Anyways, <clears throat> dozens of supposed clues to McCartney's death have been identified. These includes messages uh, perceived when listening to songs being played backwards. Oh my goodness! Interpretations of both lyrics and album cover imagery. <laughs> so, like, we have a few examples. I already know some. One is that uh, every one of the Beatles looks in one direction, while Paul is the only one looking in the opposite direction. This <laughs> shows a few times throughout, like, album cover work. Okay. Just to signify his like separation from of the, the group, from yeah. the three of them, who are the real Beatles, and he is the you know. Well, I will say that originally they, when they were forming their band, it was assumed that it would be like Paul McCartney and the Quarrymen, or Paul mm-hmm. McCartney and right. the Beatles. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely because that was that just out. the the thing that you did, Buddy Holly and the Crickets mm-hmm. and. So on and so forth. That was just. I'm just surprised that John was cool with it. Well, he, wasn't. he clearly wasn't. Yeah, was and they eventually cool. settled I'm on John. I'm not yeah. cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so another frequently cited example is the suggestion that the words "I buried Paul" are spoken by Lennon in the final selection of the song "Strawberry Fields Forever." Wait, uh, and backwards? If you play it backwards, you hear that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. And they recorded that in uh, December or November <coughs> of 1966. And then apparently there's an interview where Lennon said the phrase was actually cranberry sauce and denied the existence of any backward messages. <laughs> so at first he was like, the backward message is cranberry sauce. But there's no backward message. There's no backward message, though. <laughs> no, that you're just hearing them say cranberry sauce instead of. You know, they're hearing cranberry sauce, and I guess if you play cranberry sauce, however the backwards. Liverpool pronounces it, and you play that backwards, it sounds like, it Paul, is like dead. Paul is dead. Or I buried Paul. I buried Paul, yeah. Paul. Okay. Right. Cranberry sauce. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, another example is the interpretation of Abbey Road album cover uh, as depicting a funeral procession. So Lennon is dressed in white. It's said to symbolize the heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star is dressed in black, symbolizing the undertaker. George Harrison is in denim, uh, representing the gravedigger. And McCartney is barefoot and out of step with the others, symbolizing the corpse. He's also the only one smoking in that one. Mm-hmm. Is he in the middle of the, the yeah. procession? Yeah. It could be like they're carrying the casket. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What about Ringo's symbolism? They never talk about Ringo's symbolism. They did. Yeah, Star- Undertaker. Yeah. He's the Undertaker. He oh. was dressed in black. Yeah. Oh, okay. In uh, the song Tax Man, <laughs> George Harrison uh, gave his advice for those who die, <clears throat> meaning Paul. Yeah, meaning Paul. 
advice for those who die. Wait, tax bad is before Paul died. Exactly. Okay. Tax <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm glad we have the, the expert here. Because <laughs> right, I don't remember Although, that being in the documentary. No, I think I just found that in like other research research there's, that people were trying to link or whatever there's definitely that symbolism in there though i'll give you that uh, <laughs> but sergeant pepper yeah yeah good on that one i've seen this documentary like three times yeah. so i've pretty i pretty much remember what's in it yeah, yeah. Uh, well that one has like a ton of clues it does watch sure. it if you haven't yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it will get anything you could fucking think of they have thought of and it's in there <laughs> i don't know if rob watched it with i did i want well oh, okay. i don't know if i watched it all or very closely but yeah no i definitely remember shouting at the television a few times <laughs> i just love it like even if it is just a fucking hoax, like how clever it is, like sure. every I'll, fucking yeah. thing that they've thought of, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's excellent. Um, so apparently, the album contained John Lennon's "A Day in the Life," which had mm-hmm. the lyrics, "He blew his mind out in a car," mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, the recorded phrase, "Paul is dead, miss him, miss him," uh, which becomes evident only when the song is played backwards. Yeah. Uh, Paul is dead. Believers think that the Beatles accompanied these backward tape loops and veiled references to death with the album covers that illustrated the loss of their friend. Uh, so the original cover of 1966, Yesterday and Today album featured the Beatles posed amid raw meat and dismembered doll parts, yeah. symbolizing McCartney's gruesome accident. That's 100% true. But that's also before... That's before his <laughs> untimely accident. <laughs> so, I mean, unless I, I, I don't know the exact release dates because I looked them up. All right, I was about uh, to just say. because I wanted to make sure that Sgt. Pepper's was the first album after the potential sure. loss. Yeah, and, but I mean, I don't. What time of year as well? Like maybe this is coming out later in the year. It, yeah. There could be Not a December '66 type of thing, is what I'm thinking. But yeah, yeah, um, and the, when. The album that comes before Paul's supposed death is several months before. And, and that's then, Revolver. Yeah, and then there's nothing for a couple months until sure. Sgt. Pepper's. Which was really the uh, Summer of Love album. The uh, On that album cover, the words Lonely Hearts are on the drum logo, and mm-hmm. they can be read as uh, one, 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 cross, he died, one, one, one. Uh, Oh, in binary? <laughs> no, like, so it's like the letter one, or the number one, and then written out one, the number one, and then oh, times he I died, or he died, and then one, one, one. I think yeah. you have to be looking at the image to... No, no, I, I, I completely, no, I see it in my mind's eye. I now know what you're saying. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter because Ringo Starr corroborates the story. Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Which album are we talking about? Sergeant this is Sergeant Pepper's. And on the cover? On the, the drum, it says Lonely Hearts Clip. And <laughs> when you put a mirror. Yeah, when you read it just the right way, L cross is one. Eyes and then you own for a second. O-N-E and you like one. step back and then it becomes. An and image. so it's one, zero, one, one. And the zero being Paul McCartney. Is that the idea? N- well, I think it's more so the message he died. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you know, like that's the you know that's the big takeaway. Take <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it, got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, so like I said, Ringo Starr, he corroborates the story. Sure. Yes, I remember when this story came out, it was a few years ago and I had, you know, I'd already seen this documentary several times by that point. And yeah, Ringo came out with this. I mean, it didn't come out from a very reputable source. <laughs> I mean, unless you follow Men in Black, where the theory is that the National Enquirer has the true story. Oh, sure, sure. You know, yeah. like all the big Bat Boy does story. live exactly. among us. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I gotcha. So in that case, if you're he did come with out. Men in Black, then you, this is legit. <laughs> and he, he, was, he was like, yes, I'm getting old and... I don't want to die with this secret, and yeah. I must say that it is true. Paul is dead, and blah blah. blah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I had written. Down. Yeah. Okay. I remember when it happened. I was so excited about it. Like, <laughs> I read the story, and it was so yeah. exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one quote was like, "When Paul died, we all panicked." Uh, we didn't know what to do, and Brian Epstein, our manager, suggested that we hire Billy Shears as a temporary solution. It was supposed to last only a week or two, but time went by and nobody seemed to notice. <laughs> so we kept playing along. Billy turned out to be a pretty good musician, and he was able to perform almost better than Paul. The only problem was that he couldn't get along with John at all. <laughs> well, it's got, I mean, I feel bad for Ringo and I feel bad for George Harrison because even this new guy gets more songs than they do. Definitely. <laughs> this guy's been here a week and already he's got 90% of the album. I mean, <laughs> everyone always feels bad for Ringo, but I'm like, yo, he was off making movies. He was doing other so, shit. No, no, like, yeah. don't feel bad for uh, him. I mean, I do not feel bad for Ringo. I feel bad for Pete Best. I don't feel bad for him. <laughs> Even Pete Best. He's living right. a good life. He's, yeah. He does no regrets. You know, he's produced some of the best. Yeah, anybody who touched this band has done just fine. Yeah. Um, William Shears Campbell, better known as Billy Shears, does indeed disappear from records in 1966, and no trace of him can be found after Paul's alleged death. Well, that's pretty creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Sure. How do you explain that? I mean, we gotta confirm that he ever existed first. Well, apparently he doesn't. A, he disappears from the records. A yeah. man named Billy Shears disappeared. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. <laughs> Whether or not, yeah. Yeah. How many Billy Shears were there? Was there only that's like one a really Billy Shear? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Billy Shears? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Is, is, is his last name Shears or his middle name? Does it matter? Yeah. What was his Billy Preston? Was William Shears Campbell. Campbell, yeah. yeah. So he went with like Billy instead of William and then his middle name as his last name. Have you ever done the thing where you Google your own name to see how many there are in the world? No. I don't think there's anyone else with my name. Uh, well, without, not my, all three names, but uh, Colin If Turner. you're just your first two. Yeah, yeah. that's that's out there for sure. Uh, yeah. No, um, one guy, uh, when MySpace was a thing. MySpace? Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody with my name who lives in Germany uh, contacted me. He's like, hey, we got the same name. Like, okay, all right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the end. <laughs> that was the last we spoke to each other. We should have become friends. You should have. Could have been the two Bobbies. Yeah, you might have been like perfect best friends Seriously, because yeah. your name determine your whole life. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel bad if he's listening to this, you know. He to all my German audience, <laughs> don't tell this guy. He's your biggest fan. He's yeah, listening right. to everything you've ever done. Follows all Hell your yeah. work. What up? <laughs> <laughs> I 
there's a Colin Turner who's a basketball player, and that so is... he often is more Googleable than I am. That's now. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the top result. <laughs> oh, you will. You yeah, someday. I mean, I was gonna say not to the name thing, but like doppelgangers that image they used that test the oh other yeah day. i was like i don't remember doing this <laughs> guys we were so confused for so long just for some context somebody on my facebook a friend of mine posted it's actually gina who's been on the show that's, before, yes that's true and uh she posted this ad i don't remember what it was for but at the top is a a guy with dreads and a little bit of facial hair just like tristan like Literally could have been Tristan doing an act. I saw this picture and I could not tell that it wasn't me. Like, <laughs> I thought someone cropped my head amazing. and put it, it on a it body. It did. Like, it looked like it was Tristan's head cropped on a body. Like <laughs> it, it just the but also the the person in the picture was doing like an action thing that like Tristan could very easily do also. For yeah. sure. So it was just very confusing. Shout out <laughs> to my doppelganger who is like and a he's crazy like a tap, tap dancer. dancer. Yeah. And then we, we found it dancer. and then we were like, oh, thank God that wasn't you. We like... We, Wait, so is he so the same confused. dude that I sent you footage of tap dancing in the... Uh, in the like Broadway production or whatever. Do you remember? It's possibly like, like a couple Christmases ago. There was some guy who has he's just looks just like you, has long dreads, and he was adapting. I would not be surprised this. if it was. Okay, it anyway, was. it Anyways. all connects. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the real Tristan? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Get up and try and do some tap dancing. <laughs> if you're really good at tap it's dancing, we'll know you're not Tristan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, Mr. Starr alleges that the group did send out a lot of hidden messages through the years to prepare the population for the truth. Oh, really? So it was like, listen, we can't just all of a sudden let everybody know. We got to kind of seep out the information through. It's kind of like what the government does with aliens. You know, they got to make sure the population is prepared to handle the truth. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) And are we to assume that... The real Paul McCartney's parents are dead at this point or have been silenced somehow. I mean, we've seen where people get a kid back and they can't tell the difference and their grief is just like, sure, I would rather accept this as my son than him be dead right now. I guess that's true, but also, like, if he's famous rock star at the time, it's not like he lives at home. You know, Mm -hmm. like, he might not see his parents for a year at a time. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, he says again that Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band album was awash with Paula's dead clues. Uh, awash with them. They had indeed officially formed a new band featuring a fictional member named Billy Shears. Uh, just more about him feeling guilty about it, and so they had to like tell people, but like obviously they were sworn to the secrecy by if this is true that like. MI5 or whatever. Right, like be like, look, we went through all this trouble of like <laughs> yeah. doing this. You can't just fucking tell people. Yeah, and like Ringo was talking to John one day and he was like, I'm going to tell. I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and there's James Bond like tapping his pistol. Right, exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. You sure you want to do that, Ringo? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I got it. And so then, yeah, he, he claims that he finally decided to tell the truth because he was afraid <laughs> that he was, that the seeker was going to die with him. Oh, I mean, obviously, it's been kept alive if it is indeed real. And yeah. I mean, so... We're talking about it. <laughs> I guess George Martin, their uh, producer, he was 
silenced or he didn't know about it or? Oh, you mean the Epstein? Brian. Well, no, no, Brian Epstein, he died shortly. It was, mm, was that a cover-up? He was like, oh, no, I got to tell the people. Uh, and then they killed him. They killed him. <laughs> Quite possibly. When does he die? He when does, or, die? He does uh, I think, right around or before the time of the uh, Sgt. Pepper's release. Oh, snap. That is fucking interesting, too. Yeah. I mean, especially in terms of this theory. Yeah. So here's the interesting so thing. having Rob's trivia. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really was oh, like, yeah, I was like, oh man, I can speak. It it's just like, oh, it's right <laughs> I there. found my voice. Really relying heavy on Rob. Right, you're uh, killing it, Rob. Thank you. He thank dies you. the next year, August twenty seventh, nineteen sixty seven. That's so crazy. Um, so here's where it gets a little weird. Paul <laughs> McCartney himself has apparently come out with a new story. What, what, what? This is what oh. was in 2004, you said, right? Yes. Okay. So he taught, he's, he releases a story in 69, silence, 2004. Right. Yes. Another story happens. Yes. Oh. He admitted uh, that the Paul is Dead clues found in the Beatles <gasps> covers and the songs were deliberately planted by the group as part of an elaborate scheme dating back to the summer of 1966. Oh my goodness. Mm. According to McCartney, the plan was formulated by manager Brian Epstein. Mm. Brian dropped by the studio to hear the playback of their last single, Paperback Writer, and he didn't like it. Mm. He said it's How not, you not like that one? Well, he said it's not a love song. Would you read my book? It took me years to write. Will you take a look? That's just a good time. That's it a is. slapper. But yeah. he wanted it to be more love songs. You know, he wanted to really go down the same lane that they were. Mm. You know, you got to please all these screaming lady fans. Yeah, you got to keep giving the love songs. Please, please me. Am I right? So, yeah, he was concerned that the press and the fans wouldn't get it. And so he told them, you know, give the people what they want. They want the love song. It's not a Beatles song. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm playing Hotspot. He said they won't spend money for a song about a novel writer. And he said that you boys are going to blow it with this one. Uh, So they're running out of time. And they insisted that Paperback Rider would be the next single and told him that the song represented the new direction of songwriting that was going on. It's the new direction. It's what we want. I mean, I think that's true. Uh, Certainly when Bob Dylan hits the scene, songwriting becomes less, uh, you know, realistic. Like, I love you and more ethereal and up to interpretation. And he's Bob also Dylan's like, dank too. And he's also like, yeah, I'll go ahead and tell us long-winded story that doesn't change key or note for <laughs> 28 minutes. Yeah, he certainly <laughs> did some different stuff. There's got to be a Bob Dylan sure. mystery. Oh, oh I did. A, I did one. I he that he that wasn't Bob Dylan enough. I was. <laughs> I was not <laughs> enough about <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> I feel like there's another conspiracy that's like way like. Well, besides the devil gave him all his ability. (laughs) There's a little bit of a, that, you know, he had a motorcycle accident. Right, he's dead too. It's a a piggyback (laughs) off of this one. Uh, Part two. All right, all right. I'll I'll deal with 
Dylan. Cool. <laughs> nice. Bobby deals with Dylan. Yes. <laughs> Bobby deals with Bobby Dylan. Okay, sorry. Go on. Okay. So they were persistent about putting the songs that they wanted to put out. Sure. And so Epstein was like, well, why don't we come up with this, like, plan where, like, we fake one of your deaths and, like, leave these clues so that way, like, if it bombs, this will be, like, a thing to entice people to, like, buy the albums and look for the clues and do all this stuff. So it was, like, a backup plan to... Them, normal music them failing which i think is dumb because at this point they're already such a huge success people gonna be buying vinyls and listening to their music like you're freaking out for nothing and your your plan is to fake one of their deaths like <laughs> i know everyone's music goes up once someone dies no one gives a crap and then someone dies and all of a sudden everyone cares mm-hmm. You know, and sure. if one of them were to die and this would be their last album, then all the sales and blah, 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 if it were to bomb. Yeah, it's the art dealer strategy, you know, the fake your death in order to make your art super expensive. Sure. <laughs> Very common art dealer yeah, strategy. Common art dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the money somehow. I mean, it is every artist's backup plan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> If this painting doesn't sell, I'm going to fake my own death. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that could be like the answer to a lot of those uh, missing persons thing. Did we look into if they had started an art piece before they went missing? (laughs) Was that guy who went missing recently that you did, Rob, was he doing art installments before he supposedly sold all his stuff? (laughs) No one showed up to his... his, uh, is showing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe he was just on, on a bad streak. <laughs> the gallery just had a tumbleweed rolling through right. it. I know, I'll run my car off a ledge and make it look like I died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, once the plan was in place, I guess they all did, were like, oh, cool, that sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> just chill. Uh, they had to decide which one of them was going to die. Uh, so Brian wanted the victim to be Ringo because he was the most popular Beatle in the U.S. Uh, imports really? market. I don't know, you know. I didn't Ringo was the most. Well, I guess well, if he's doing movies doing movies, yeah. yeah. Lennon did a movie. Love. <laughs> this is just in the U.S. market. Sure, yeah. You know, uh, but the drummer wanted nothing to do with it. Tony Barrow, I don't know who that is. You probably do. I uh, do Tony not. Barrow? Tony Barrow. Yeah, I don't know. But he recalls Ringo flat out refused to be the one. He said, being painted red in a movie is one thing, but pretending to be dead is another. And that he was superstitious and the clues might make it happen. You know, kind of like, uh, yeah, what's it called? Where you make the reality happen. Oh, you will it into, yeah. You'd, you've set it all the emotions. You've said all the things, and now you like, put it out in the universe. Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. the universe just gave you what you wanted. I uh, guess Tony Barrow was their press officer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so deep one, deep cut. I wouldn't know 60, that. Sixty-two, sixty-eight. <laughs> Dropping the ball. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Hey, those dates check out as far as how, what time period you would sure. have been around to hear this conversation. And happening. again, this is according to McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian was disappointed because he knew Ringo was the most sympathetic Beatle. 
Uh, so Ringo got more mail from America than any other members of the group combined. Wow. Uh, after Ringo turned down the opportunity to die, you know, <laughs> passed on what a terrific thing it could have been. Yeah, right. Uh, the honor being a dead beetle was up for grabs. According to Paul, George said right away that he didn't feel com- comfortable faking his death. Um and then a few days later, he showed up at a session with a new song called The Art of Dying. Okay. Uh, and then apparently McCartney was like, we didn't think it was a good song, so we never recorded it. And yeah. then George later approved the lyrics and included it on his first album. Yeah, all things must pass. It all checks out. Yep. yep. 1970. <laughs> cleared, cleared. Rob approved. <laughs> Paul's recollections are backed by the original lyrics to the song, which appear in George's I, Me, Mine book. The 1966 version of the song referred to Brian Epstein, who was the mastermind behind the death clues. And it contained the line, then nothing Mr. Epstein can do will keep me here with you. Okay. Uh, so with Ringo and George not willing to die for the good of the group, <laughs> it came down to John and Paul, uh, with both thinking it would be fabulous to be dead. Uh, again, Paul, <laughs> Smashing. Yes, Paul is <laughs> saying this. Uh, John wanted to be the dead beetle, but this time I didn't cave into John like I did on the songwriting credits. Oh, shade. Oh. Throw in the shade. <laughs> Uh, he said, I thought it should be me because I was the second most popular Beatle. Oh. Hey. And, uh, you know, Brian agreed it should be me because he was worried that one of the clues uh, clues known people might think it was John doing a practical joke because uh. John was supposedly dead. But he would, you know, people would be like, nah, John's a joker. That He's not dead, that crazy Beatle. Yeah, <laughs> that's something he would do would fake his own death. Sure. Paul, no, yeah. Paul would okay. never do it. John mm-hmm. was very dark in his lyrics and stuff, so sure. it's it's very understandable that he would want everybody to think that he was dead when he talks so much about it. Uh, so yeah, so that leaves Paul with being the one to die. Yes. So in this version or this you know reality that this story is painting. The clues are true, but he didn't actually die. Right. It yeah. was all a scheme to sell right. albums if it didn't succeed. But, of course, it succeeded and there was and no... And so then the clues were the just clues still were just there. there. Yeah. But, not, you know, he didn't actually die. The one and only Paul McCartney is the one and only Paul McCartney. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting because if this is true, which I have to say the guy who wrote the article uh, that this supposed story comes for... Uh, from his name is Bruce Spicer, and he's a well-known Beatles author and historian who has not only written a series of critically acclaimed books on the group, uh, but also has been known to tell a tale or two for <laughs> April Fool's he Day. He spins a yarn. Yeah, and this <laughs> article happened to appear on, on April first. So whether or not this is all even true, I don't know. But it's interesting that like. To think that the clues, at the very least, on both sides are real. <laughs> I would more uh, readily believe the latter story that Paul McCartney is like in on this, and mm-hmm. it was a whole thing that they tried to do. 
Because bands do that shit all the fucking time. You gotta entertain yourself somehow. Yeah, yeah sure. At the very least, it's fun. You know, it's yeah, like they an were inside doing LSD. You entertain yourself. That's how they were entertaining themselves. <laughs> yeah. Going to India, doing LSD, and talking to gurus, and yeah, this was around that time too when they went to Maharishi and studied transcendental mm-hmm. meditation. Like maybe they did that to help their grieving with Paul actually dying. Like they needed to do some soul searching after all of that went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. I mean, in the end, if Billy is Paul, he's been Paul for so long that a lot of the songs that we love from Paul would have been from Billy. So is he not the real Paul that we all know and love now? You know, it's just basically a stage name at this point. I don't know. That's what I have said and thought after every time I've watched this documentary is that whether it's true or not, the Paul that is Paul now is amazing, and I love him, and yeah, that's but, all that yeah. I care about. But if he is Billy Shears, <laughs> Billy Shears didn't write yesterday. He didn't, but he wrote so much more. It's, sure, but I mean, right? That's, that's what, yeah. and that was what I was saying just earlier is that like the amount of time that the real Paul was Paul is now much shorter than the time that the Billy Shears Paul has been Paul. Sure, it just makes the Paul story really sad. We have this beautiful musician whose life was cut short and we didn't even get to honor his memory as that person who he is, if that is indeed the situation. Exactly, that is true, of course. Yeah, because then it's like Billy Shears just stole this beautiful musician's career, essentially. Mm -hmm. Or just like, to me, a platform. Because, I mean, like, the Beatles are incredible, and, like, what they did after 1966 is obviously really important to music and everything that came after it, but they wouldn't have any of that without what happened from... Pre-1966. Exactly. Agreed. So, it's kind of one of the... It would be kind of tragic if Billy Shears took over. But you could also look at the flip side that it would be really tragic if Billy Shears never had an opportunity to share with the world he's been able to share now. Or if he wasn't able to let the Beatles continue to be the Beatles, right? Like him filling that spot allowed the Beatles to continue to be the Beatles for a really long time after that. Sure, yeah, yeah. And like, what would they have done if that weren't the case? Like maybe they would all have gone and done their solo thing and made Mm -hmm. amazing music too, but... It kind of makes me think of that moment in Spinal Tap when Nigel Tufnell like leaves the band near the end of the movie and they don't they can't play any of their songs without him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, what do you do? There's been like some like 30, 40 people in this band over the years. People come, people go. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 you're in trouble here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Spinal Tap you know, the people who made that knew and were definitely, like, riffing on the whole scenario of, like, just replacing dead band members. Sure, yeah. And Rob's going to look into it and do the story, but I'm pretty sure there's a conspiracy that Bob Dylan is also dead and has been replaced by <laughs> Yeah, there's Bob some evidence Dylan. to support. <laughs> See, I told you I knew it, and he's going to do it. <laughs> nice. Well, that brings us to the end of another lovely episode of High Mystery, the podcast. This is where now we have to decide which one of us is going to fake their death so that this podcast (laughs) can make it something great. 
Um, it's going to be the best podcast that ever happened once we agree who's going to die, guys. Trust well, me. I mean, I think my, if it were me, it would be too obvious. That's the obvious choice. Oh, you're the clever I'm one? The, I'm the Lennon that would be like, Agreed. obviously. Agreed. It's got to be me, you guys. I sacrifice myself. That's true. No one would believe it's gotta that Ariana be me. would do it. It's yeah. okay. I sacrificed myself for you. <laughs> yeah, next week we're like, where's Ariana? Hey, guys, side note, that's really hilarious. There's this thing called gematria, which like assigns numerical value to letters and then like gives meaning from that. Yeah. So one time I like typed my name into like a generator that matches your like numerical value of your name to like all the other phrases in the world that have the same numeric value that have the same numeric value interesting and one of the first ones that came up on mine was death to the antichrist whoa you've got a mission i am death to the antichrist (laughs) apparently so yeah we have to fake your death so the antichrist feels like he is safe to come out then i will come back Right. Really clutch and yeah. be yeah. death to the end. If you strike her down, she will become more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can let us know who you would like to fake their death. <laughs> <laughs> who could you let go? I, I think it's Tristan. <laughs> But Tristan it's okay is because it's an excellent choice as well. Because it's okay. The podcast will go on because there will be a new me. It'll be just. It'll like, be the tap dancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And he will tap dance along to your singing, Whoa. and it'll be a better oh, show. Whoa. Stay tuned for that one, guys. For <laughs> <laughs> High Mystery of the Podcast, I'm Tristan. I'm Ariana. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. Thanks, guys. Tap it up, tap, 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 tap. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.